Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Oh my god, hi guys. Hello, you beautiful people. Hi, how are you? How you doing? How's your kids? You don't got any kids? Good for you. Welcome to my new solo podcast. It's called The Voices in Our Heads. I'm your girl, Christina Marie Hutchinson. And if you're like, wait, who the hell are you? Um, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a lot of things. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm a lady. I'm a lady. I'm a little goofball. I'm a goofy little minx. And I'm the current vo- voice in your head. And I'm honored to be here. I wanted to start my own podcast. I co-host Guys We Fucked the anti-slut-shaming podcast with my comedy wife, Corinne Fisher, and we talk about fucking and all things that have to do with fucking, and that's cool, Um, but I wanted to start my own thing because I'm weird. I feel like I'm weirder than I let on to the rest of the world, and only very few people know my true weirdness, and I think it's beautiful to let your weird flag fly, and that's what I'm going to do in this podcast, and I'm happy you're here. I don't know what I'm doing. Just want to put that out there. I feel like I'm drowning a lot, not in a bad way, but in a, I don't fucking know. I'm open to being wrong. Anyway, um, so I'm going to just share shit with you that's random thoughts, recommendations for shit. Uh, I'll have some segments on here. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be good, I hope. Who knows? Maybe it's going to suck ass, but um, I'm open to anything and I want it to be great and I love you and I hope you're okay okay um now I'm a kind of person who I try to make my life as fun as humanly possible while also still being a responsible adult and that's a very fine line to walk but I want to be fun I don't want to grow up I'm a fun bitch um and I try to make my life fun when I can without compromising adult responsibilities like I used to really compromise my adult responsibilities as an adult. For example, there was a point in time between 2010 and 2016 where I had some student loan bills to pay and your girl couldn't pay them. So instead of facing the facts or, you know, deferring the loan, because we live in America where you have to go to college. But if you do, you don't you dare want to buy a house ever. Unless your parents are rich. Um, but but you can defer loans. I, I didn't know that. No one fucking told me shit. Anyway, um, I would hoard my bills. I would op- I would go to the mailbox and I would be sweating bullets. Because I knew there would be student loan bills I couldn't pay. And so I would take the bills and I would put them, I would throw them in the back of my closet behind like the old shoes that I should have donated like eight years ago. And they would just accumulate like an episode of Hoarders. And I, in my head, I was like, well, if I can't see the bill, I don't want to throw them out because I feel like that's rude. But if I can't see the bill, it's like it's not there, so I won't pay, pay it. Guys, that fucks up your credit. Fucks up your credit real bad. Anyway, that's I, I, I'm very used to avoiding adult responsibilities, but now I'm getting in the zone of being an adult. But I still want to have fun. And I do a lot of things in my life that I think make it very enjoyable and very fun that don't take away from also, you know, doing things like opening your mail because I'm a grown-ass woman and now I open my mail. Thank you. 
But one of the things I do that I want to just throw out there for you, and this is something that you have to have legs for that work. So if you don't, I'm sorry. I don't mean to piss you off or make you sad, but th- this is, you know, this isn't, this is for people with the legs that work. Um, but rollerblading, you got, I cannot recommend to you enough rollerblading. Go get fucking rollerblades, be a fun bitch, and fucking blade. Okay, do you hear? I made a list of all these things that I love about rollerblading. There's so much. This is not a full list. This is just the highlights. This is the hits. You're always moving and grooving, okay? When you have wheels on your shoes, always. You just, you're always, I, I'm the kind of person I like, I like moving at all times. Like when I'm in a cab and I got to get somewhere and the cab's in traffic, I just get out and walk, even if that like adds an hour to the thing and I'm late. I, I just have to be moving. And that's a problem that I'm working on, okay? But rollerblades are really good for that feeling. And it's a workout, which, you know, a lot of people care about. And I know this is going to be a very controversial opinion, but this is my own opinion. Fuck running, okay? Fuck it. I don't like it. I'm not good. I'm not good at running. I don't enjoy running. I won't run on a treadmill. I won't run next to a mountain or the sea. I just, I don't like running. It's not fun for me. And the second my body starts running, my brain's like, when is this going to end? And that's torture. I'm not good at running. Um, I don't like it. And if you're a person who loves to run, I think that's a very admirable quality. But your girl has creaky knees, very creaky knees. Like literally my knees creak. I should probably go to a doctor for that. But whenever I run, everyone's always like, is someone slowly opening the door to a haunted house? Oh, wait. No, it's just Christina trying to run. But you know what? When I'm on my blades, it's no creak zone. Okay? It's very fun. And if you could have wheels on your shoes, why wouldn't you? I'm not talking about those wheelies. Although, when kids do it, when kids have the wheelie shoes, I think they're Skechers or something. When kids have that, I'm like, look at that kid fucking being fun. But when an adult has it, I'm like, hey, get your kids away from that guy. He's got wheels on his shoes and I think he's trying to lure. Sorry if that offends you, but if if you are an adult who has wheels on their shoes that aren't rollerblades, I'd love to know what you're up to. I want to know why. You have a reason, I'm sure. Anyway, when you get rollerblades and you go rollerblading, I go rollerblading mostly on the East River. I'll get into like the paths I take. This is obviously only for people who live in New York City or if you're visiting. But uh, you get, okay, so there's a lot of runners on this path that I go and I'm like, what the fuck's your problem? There's a lot of bike riders, which are uh, cool. And there's a lot of people walking. But when you when you pass another rollerblader, it's like you're in the secret club. Like I've high-fived fellow rollerbladers. I've winked at them if they're hot guys. You can wink and it's not weird because it's like, well, am I winking at you because I want to fuck you or am I winking at you because we're both on rollerblades? Either way, game recognize game. So you do a little nod or a little handshake. You make it up in the spot. They don't care. Um, oh, <laughs> this is another one. Children are in awe of you when you're on rollerblades. Every time I blade past a kid, I like see their faces light up like I'm fucking Santa Claus. And they're like, mommy. What is that magical creature on the wheels? But his shoes have wheels. I want to be it. They're just like, wow. Even babies who can't talk yet. They're like, what the fuck? Who's that girl? Baby mom blade blades. Okay. Um, Also, time flies when you're busy making exercise fun as fuck. Like I said, I don't like running. And when I blade, I forget. You don't even realize it's exercise. Like, I'm all for games. I'm overly competitive. Like when I was a kid, my friends didn't want to play trouble with me. That was my favorite game. 
um, because and then one day I asked one of my friends, his name was Steven, he lived across the street from me, we were like six, and my friends like really didn't want to play games with me anymore, and I was confused by it, so I asked Steven one day, I'm like, why is everybody, why does everybody want to play trouble with me anymore? And he was like, Christina, you get so mad, and you like throw the board game against the wall. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I do do that, don't I? Thank you for making me more self-aware <laughs> as a six-year-old. Thank you. Sorry, Steven. Um, more things that I like about rollerblades. It teaches you about yourself. It does. It teaches you perseverance, okay, endurance, speed, duh, and strength. And uh, you get to learn what your immediate reaction is when you accidentally blade over fallen branches and you go, uh-oh, like Catherine Najimi in Hocus Pocus when she's in the vacuum cleaner. She realizes she's about to turn into dust, like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, also... You can dance when you blade and not with really with your feet because your feet are busy trying to blade and like stay upright and not fall. But like with your hands, I'm like a little I'm like at a wedding. I'm like at a like a fun wedding, you know, when I'm at when I'm blading and I'm going to start a club. I want to start a club and it's going to be called Babes on Blades. And if you want to be in it, done. You're in. You want to you want to be in it? Okay, welcome. Welcome, friend. Welcome, babe. All you need uh, is a pair of blades. That's all you need to be in the club. Because you're already a babe. Yes, you are. Stop it. Hey, you're a babe, okay? Don't let anybody tell you differently. Um, more things I like about rollerblades. There's always something to explore. Okay, so I said earlier I go usually on the on the East River to blade. If you live in New York City, here's... Okay, so this is a little more advanced because I've been blading for quite some time, not to brag, a year, but like I got really good at it because I'm obsessed. But sometimes when I want to make the fun activity of rollerblading even more fun, uh, this is what I do. <laughs> and I'm not saying I recommend this part because you might hurt yourself or like get, and it involves drugs. Um, so, so when I'm like, you know what, I'm going to treat myself. I worked hard this past week and it's a Sunday and it's really beautiful out. This is what I do. I'm going to, I, I, I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to, be a blade I'm gonna be a babe on blades today and I smoke a fatty I usually don't smoke weed during the day because there's a mental block in my head that's like you're a failure but every once in a while I will allow myself to do that and so I smoke a fat fatty fat dubs still call them doobies anyway I smoke a dubs and then I take my rollerblades I put flip-flops on take a little backpack so that when I'm in my blades I uh put my flip-flops in the backpack don't forget socks or your feet will smell so bad anyway i get my blades bottle of water iphone and 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 a pair of headphones and i'm i've smoked my fat doobie i exit my home and i go to the ferry nyc ferry here's another fucking hot tip for two i think 75 you can ride the new york city ferry it is the most beautiful fucking boat ride you'll ever go on and it's 275 or 245 or something something like that it's so magical and you're on this boat and you can go on the top if it's if it's warm out and it's not raining you could go up on the roof of the top of the boat where there's all these seats and you're like how is this my life like am i a secret agent no i'm a babe on a blade anyway so i take the boat to roosevelt island which yes it's a little creepy of a place but it's a beautiful little island and there's a path that goes all the way around the island. And in some spots, it's just sand. And you can't blade in just sand. Oh, God, I'm glad I remembered that to tell you. Because if you try to do that, <laughs> you, you're going to eat it. Um, 
but it's really fun and you just go and explore and I put my headphones in and I put on a little music. I personally, I like to listen to Drake when I rollerblade um, or Rihanna. Rihanna's amazing. It's a rollerblade too. Beyonce, obviously. I mean, I listen to her all the time. Uh, Spice Girls. Oh, Spice Girls are so fun to rollerblade too because, oh, I'm so happy. Um, because if you're smoking a dubes and you took this beautiful boat to Roosevelt Island, you're like, what the fuck's this place about? And you have your headphones in and it's like, yes, people are around, but like, it's like only you exist. And you, when you blade, you like fly through the air. It's like flying, but you're on wheels. It's seriously the most fun. And, and if you have the opportunity to make your life a little more fun, I really think you should. And I, and I really recommend going on rollerblades because rollerblading has changed my life in that, it's a very childlike activity and you feel like a little girl, a little boy or a, li- or a little they, a little whatever the fuck, a little chi- a child. I can say child. No one's going to get pissed at that. Um, <laughs> and you just feel like you're free falling and it's really fun. And again, if you don't have functioning legs or feet or toe, you know, I imagine if your toes don't work, you can't really blade. I don't think because I think it's hard to walk when your toes don't work. Do people's toes not work? That's a good question. Thank you, Christina. Um, Anyway, rollerblades. I highly recommend them. I think you should introduce them into your life. And I think it's worth going to a park and rollerblading. Take your kid. Take your dog. Take yourself. Okay. So next up, I do this thing on my Instagram. And I call it Fuckboy Friday. And Fuckboy Friday is where people will DM me screenshots of conversations they have with people on dating apps it's mostly women talking to men but i very much encourage men sending me screenshots of women being pieces of shit because women can be pieces of shit too okay but you know has that happened ever in the past year of me doing this one time and it was a fuck girl and she was a little crazy um so i was like thank you sir people dm me these screenshots and i do theatrical interpretations uh i do a reading i read them verbatim Uh, for this thing on my Instagram called Fuckboy Friday. And so I get a lot of submissions from people that are really long conversations. Like they'll send me four screenshots and it's a lot of dialogue. And these shits are only a minute long, these videos. So I got to squeeze shit in. But I wanted a place for the longer conversations to live. So this is where they're going to live. Every week I'm going to do a theatrical reading of a longer dating app screenshot conversation between usually a gal and a fuckaboy. And I'm going to call it Fuckboy Theater. So this conversation between a gal and a fuckboy, I'm going to give you a little bit of context. Right before uh, I start reading in this conversation, they, the guy tells the girl that he's married, but it's not like an open marriage. And so she's like, wait, what? And so so this is where the conversation will now begin. The girl has already known that this guy is married. And she's not that okay with it. Oh, okay. Well, we can figure something out. So you are married? I can describe myself for now. Yes, I am married. It's a sucky situation. Does that bother you? Describe yourself. Okay. I am 5'11". I have dark eyes and dark hair. I am very fit. I work out three times a week and eat very healthy. I am strong, a business professional. I am a bit of a daredevil. <laughs> Love to do scary things like jumping out of planes and cheating on your wife. 
Oh, is it burn, Christina? Let's see. People say I am very handsome, but of course, that's in the eye of the beholder. What are your thoughts? Sorry if the married thing is too much, but it is Tinder, so you know. I'll pass. Because I'm married? Okay, I do understand. Thanks for swiping me anyway. And then she doesn't say anything else. And then a couple days go by, and this guy decides to message her again. <clears throat> hey, Jackie, we chatted a little bit the other day. You were the first person to hit me up on Tinder. So thanks for that. Since then, I have had some other hits, but no one I have fancied quite as much as you, to be honest. Sorry, I have no game. Very much day what's on my mind. I think he means say, but, you know, we're going to give him that. Anyway, if you are not interested because of my situation, I get it. Truly, it's understandable, especially if you are wanting an LTR. That stands for long-term relationship. What I can offer you is no drama. <laughs> Parentheses. Last thing I need. What the fuck? A grateful heart and attitude and unbelievable kindness. I can offer you attention and affection. In parentheses, assuming we click. Make your toes curl, and that could be just for one evening or more if you want. I would commit to focusing on things you have wanted and fulfill some dreams in that way, comma, dot, 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 if that's what brought you here. But again, up to you. I think you are gorgeous, and it would be my privilege to give you something special, even if it's short-lived. I have worked so hard to make sure I am fit, strong, and attractive, and desirable, and I have for a while been at that point with my fitness and all that. So, up to you, dot, dot, dot. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I study BFA. Got my BFA and I think I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. No, I really support the script. Like, got the beats. Like, it's like, like emotional. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's an example of a, a, a fuckboy Friday screenshot that is too long for the videos. But God damn it, if I don't have a platform for it here. And I have a lot of these conversations. And, and guys, here's the interesting thing about... about posting these is that the guys are all like wait that's fake right and the girls are like it's another day in the life like oh yay <laughs> i get it like i'm not even shocked and the guys are like no way no way that's real every time every time guys are like nah i can't but that's you're just, you're fucking with me it's like maybe you don't want to believe that it's real <laughs> but let me ask why don't women why aren't women like that too there's a reason i just don't i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but it probably has something to do with the way society treats us and tells us about ourselves and how much you know there's nothing funnier than a fart there really isn't i feel like i'm gonna go into an ad but i'm just i just thought about how much i love farts farts are the funniest thing in the world to me um there have been a lot of times where i've been dating somebody and they fart because I'm really mad at them and they don't want me to be and, and they know that's my Achilles heel. But then I'm like, guys fart in front of me way too soon. I'm like, I'm glad you're you're comfortable with yourself, but like, can we just pretend that you don't? <laughs> anyway, to each their own. Okay. 
Now, let's move on to some recommendations other than rollerblades. I, I've been, this past year, I've been, um, I've been really deep on the self-help train. Some might say too deep on the self-help train. And to them, I say, relax, okay? I'm like trying to figure myself out. It's, we're trying. Um, and yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Anyway, I, ha- I feel like I have this, this catalog of references and inspo, as the kids say, um, of all of these books. You know when you just desperately cling to a book like, save me, please, someone save me. I don't believe in God. Someone save me. This book will save me. I have a lot. I've had a lot of those books lately. I'm just hugging it like it's a life vest on the Titanic. Um, So there's there's a lot of things that I consume, a lot of books, a lot of documentaries, a lot of shit. And uh, Corinne and I would talk about it on Guys We Fucked, ones that are specific, specifically related to uh, related to sexuality. And feminism and being a lady and and all that stuff. Um, and so I just wanted to share some of them with you as I come across them. I, I have so many things that I want to recommend to people that uh, probably once an episode I'm going to be like, hey, this is like a thing that I watched or saw or consumed or smelled. And um, maybe you want to do it. Farts are so funny. Anyway, um, the this week I want to recommend, it's a documentary. Um, and it's called The Creative Brain, and you can watch it on Netflix. I don't know what the deal is with Netflix in other countries. Like, I don't know if, like, if, like, it's, like, the same or, like, whatever, but, like, in America and probably in Canada, um, the, the documentary is on Netflix. It's called The Creative Brain, and this is a little synopsis. Uh, neuroscientist David Eagleman taps into the creative process of various innovators while exploring brain-bending, risk-taking ways to spark creativity. And guys, this oh, this documentary is so good. It's very inspiring. You don't have to be an artist because every person listening to this, you are all creative beings. I don't care if you're a fucking truck driver. I don't care if you artificially inseminate cows on your dad's farm. And no, that's not a knock on your mom. I'm just saying if that's your job, there is creativity involved in every single job. And creativity, this is something the documentary pointed out, is what sets us apart from other species. Because us motherfuckers, like a long ass time ago, we used to be just like cavemen and cave women and cave days. But that wasn't probably discussed at the time because it's like we didn't have language, but whatever. Just, you know, scratching our buttholes while looking for a bite to eat. And then scratching our buttholes and then look for a bite to eat and then take a nap and then oop, a little turd came out because you were eating and that's how digestion works. But maybe you don't know that because you don't talk because you're like, hey, I'm good, man. Um, but then fast forward to, oh, I don't know, the moon landing. So all these innovations in society are, are, are stem from creativity. And that's why I love bridges. Again, this sounds like I'm going to go on an ad, but I'm really not. Um, Driving over a bridge. Every time I drive over a bridge or blade past a bridge, because I do that often, I'm just in awe of bridges because these giant structures, especially in Manhattan and in a lot of places like Pittsburgh has a shitload of bridges. Every time I drive across a bridge or go past it or just see a bridge, I'm just like, fuck, man, people made that. And how did that bridge get there? Somebody, it was probably a guy... Because at the time, I felt like they had the one up. But some guy fucking was sitting in his house, farting away, and he's like, oh, you know, I want to get across the river in my horse and buggy, but can't swim. So 
you know what? We're going to do a bridge. An architect made the bridge. Like somebody had to draw it. Somebody had to do the math for the weight stuff. Like bridges amaze me. They truly amaze me. And um, and it's and it's all from human creativity. This whole fucking city is human creativity. I'm right now, I'm recording this episode in my loft. I have this weird fucking nook in my apartment. Um, one of the ways I like to express creativity is through it interior design I guess you would call it but not for other people just for me and I have this little loft space that when I lived here with my ex he had all this gear in it and it was just like a storage unit basically and it's this kind you can't stand up in it you can be on your knee you can crawl on it you can lay down and sit sit up but you can't stand up and I fucking he moved out and I was like all right this is gonna be I'm gonna barf out my creativity in this space and I covered it in skull ass wallpaper skulls with flowers on them and I bought vines fake vine flowers on Amazon a billion, too many of them. I got really carried away. It was like, I don't want to feel feelings. So I'm just going to like pin vines on the ceiling of my loft. But I got all these vines with flowers and stuff and I pinned them. I would get anxious and I would just smoke a bowl and just pin them. I don't smoke, I do smoke weed a lot, um, onto the ceiling. So it looks like this whole ceiling in this loft is like a like a garden. And I have lights and just weird shit on the walls. And it's just a fuck, I barfed up my, my creativity in this loft and it makes me so happy. And even if you are... You work in math or you're at Wall Street or you fucking, what are other jobs? You're, uh, um, I'm trying to think of other jobs that people are like, that's not creative, but it is. If you ring people up at a, a store, you know, you can get creative with it. You can find ways, maybe wear a little hat or maybe have a name tag with a name that's obviously not your, like a, a name, I don't know, Pooh Bear, and then make somebody laugh. That's creative. Anyway. The Creative Brain on Netflix is a really great documentary because it re-reminds you how beautiful it is that we all have these creative sparks in us and we got to take advantage of them because that's why being alive is fun. That's why we got mad medicine and shit. That's why we got bridges. That's why we got rollerblades. Inventions all stem from creativity. Somewhere, somebody, it was probably a dude, but I hope it wasn't, but if it was, that's okay, was like, hey, let's put wheels on these shoes and blade. Okay, um, I'm looking at my notes. Um, <laughs> I got really excited about that. I really love bridges. Bridges, farting sounds, weed, um, and Beyonce. Anyway, uh, so I, I think that this documentary is really good, and it, it re-reminds you of, and it gives you all of these different ways that you can spark your creativity. Some things you can do is just learn a new skill that you don't, fucking know anything about it doesn't mean it's a new career it's just like okay so say say this say you're a dude and you drive a truck for a living and you you were like i i need you know maybe it feels very dull to you or very maybe it's very relaxing very meditative but you kind of feel like oh, i need something else i feel less human i don't really know i want to like feel alive learn to fucking i don't make fun of me knit don't it's not like you got to open an etsy store but like learn a new skill learning a new skill is one of the things that the documentary suggests just to just to get your juices flowing, your creative juices flowing, because that's oh my god, it's so fun being creative, you guys. This is creative right now. Um, they interview a lot of people in this documentary. Um, DB Weiss, who is the co-creator of Game of Thrones. I mean, Jesus Christ, that show. I don't know how that show makes me dizzy. It's it's such a beautiful show, but I cannot imagine how creative these guys' brains are to make 
the show the way they did. It's it's insane, but it takes it's a group effort, and it's all of these creative people coming together and going, yeah, suck it, Game of Thrones. That's probably not what they said. They interview uh, singer songwriter Nick Cave. They interview um, Khalees, the musical artist. My milkshake brings out a boy. They interview Tim Robbins, who is an actor. But Tim Robbins is what he's doing right now is he's working in California with prison inmates and he runs workshops with inmates. Uh, they're acting workshops and they basically are providing creative rehabilitation programs. And there's been studies based off of the people who've been through Tim's workshops that 80 percent of these people are less likely to reoffend, do the same crime because jail fucking sucks. And I don't I'm not saying that because I've been in there, but. It's not good. And how can you, one of the things that, I mean, I feel like everybody, if you watch shows like Orange is the New Black or just any, there's a lot of shows about murder and people going to jail and shit. And it's like, I feel like, you know, you probably put, you could probably go, well, how would I, what would I do in jail? And sometimes when your life's really hard, you're like, man, I wish I was just in jail and I have to do anything. That was, that's probably insensitive to people who've been in jail and they're like, Christina, it sucks ass. But, um, but one of the things that makes jail so fucking unappealing is, you can't be creative in it and you can't do, I would imagine you just got to like get up, eat your porridge, sweep the floor, go to bed or whatever you do. Um, and, and so Tim Robbins runs these acting workshops with prison inmates and it, they interviewed some of the prison inmates uh, who've been taking these workshops and they're just, it, they're, there's like a spark in their eyes again because they're being creative and they're implementing critical thinking. And it's what, it's what the human brain is meant to fucking do. Um, and here's, oh, this is a quote uh, from the documentarian. It's always easier to be a critic than a creator. And if you don't fashion an environment where creators can get things going, you won't have any new ideas. It's really that simple. Um, and then another thing he said where I'm like, fuck, dude, that's like not true. Creativity comes from combining two things that were previously mutually exclusive. Fearing a lack, and this is a quote from... It's like an article about like the fucking documentary because I'm like, anyway, fearing a lack of originality is no excuse either, according to novelist Michael Chabon. Uh, I think originality, he says, is a bunk. I think it's nonsense. There has never been such a thing as true originality. It's in the play with convention that originality arises. It's not in the rejection of convention to me. And if you're stuck, just look around, this guy's suggesting. It's as easy as opening your eyes to the creative world all around us. And that's cool because for me, I feel like a fucking hack all the time. I just recently learned, when I say recently, I mean like two years ago, about this thing called imposter syndrome where you feel like you don't deserve to be there or whatever. You feel like you're fucking fake ass phony fuck. Uh, I think it's more common than people realize because when, when I, first somebody, I don't know where I was, I was in like school or something and somebody was like, talking about imposter sh syndrome and I'm like oh that's what that feeling is okay cool but this documentary is like no you're fucking you're not you're not the most you're not original no one is original but what is original is taking one thing and another thing and joining them you are you are the only you and that is that is just hard ass facts okay you're the only you out there and your brain is the only brain that thinks the way it does which is so fucking cool and so look around you, take inspiration from places and take one thing and another thing and then put them together. You might be the only person that's ever put it together. You really might be. You might not, but you might be. You know, I was watching with a friend a documentary on, on David Bowie and 
and I'm going to butcher all these facts. I'm not even going to say the specific names because I forget the names. But uh, you're like, Christina, maybe like look it up and like prepare and like give us like the right shit. But like I didn't. OK. And I'm not going to beat myself up for it. Anyway, there's this documentary, I think it was on HBO, about David Bowie basically taking his style of singing and how he pronounces words when he sings from another artist. He just straight up took it to the point where, and this was before he was famous, he tried, (laughs) this motherfucker tried hard for a very long time and failed a lot before, before he hit it big. And uh, and there was one point in the midst of like the middle of this this journey of him trying to get successful that that he just straight up stole his style of singing and the way he sings words from this other artist. And the record label called him in. They're like, David, like, you're just copying this guy. We already have one of these guys. He's like, no, 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 no. And then eventually in his career, as he went on and had new bands, David Bowie, he's a fucking beautiful little genius, picked up references as he went along and as he had experiences and as he collaborated with other artists, he was he dated this gentleman who I um, was a professional um, mime slash clown. I don't want to say clown, but I think he had the mime makeup on. So I, I would say mime, like it, the, the art form mime, not like Barnum and Bailey. Like, dun, 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 dun. Not that it's not, it's not an art, but it scares the hell out of me. OK, but um, this this beautiful man who mimed and it was so beautiful when he moved and he took a little bit of that from that guy, like his movement, because he was really inspired. And then he just started fucking dressing weird and wearing makeup and high heel. And he just took all of these things that made him happy and that inspired him from from creatives along the way. And that's what it made David Bowie. So nothing that is part of. No, no single element to him is original. However, the combination of all those elements is extremely original because you're the only you. And like, yeah, they tell us that in kindergarten, but like, it's just true. Um, so yeah, The Creative Brain on Netflix. Is this, I hope you're having fun. I'm just, I'm sitting alone in my loft, naked. No, <laughs> why'd I say that? I'm not naked. I'm in my underwear. And, um, and I have a shirt on. <laughs> Put your dick away. And it's very sunny out, but I closed all the curtains in my apartment. Um, they're not blackout curtains, but um, but they're dark blue. And it looks very scary in my place. But I'm glad my apartment's not haunted. I've lived here for quite some time. One of the ways I express creativity is this loft that I'm sitting in right now. And just decorating. I like weird shit. I went to, um, there's this store in New York called Fish Eddie's. Fish Eddie's. But it's like Fish Space Eddie's. I think that's how you say it. I'm not good at saying shit. You know that by now. Um, and it's just this blue, it's like an eight by ten blue with black lettering, and it says, Don't feed the pigeons. And then in parentheses it says, except Larry. <laughs> and I saw that and I was like, yo, that's so funny. I don't know why. It's fucking weird, and I don't necessarily get it, but like I'm gonna is Eddie a pigeon? Or is Eddie a man who lays down or Larry, not Eddie. Eddie's the fish. <laughs> oh my god. Uh is Larry is Larry a pigeon? I don't know. Is Larry a squirrel? And then he just hangs out with pigeons. Is one of those like, you know, like I'm a chihuahua, but I think I'm a great dane, like is one of those things. Or is is Larry a guy who just <laughs> likes seeds and the only time he can get them is when the bird lady from Mary Poppins comes to Washington Square Park and goes, "Here you go, children, pigeons." Farts are so funny. And everyone farts differently, you know? There's all kinds of different farts. One of my favorite ones are the ones that, like, 
it's like it's like a secret message. I'm oddly good at at making fart sounds. It's like a weird skill that won't get me anywhere except for when I demonstrate them like I'm about to do. Here's here's a couple like here's here's the thoughts that we encounter in our lives via ourselves or others. <laughs> of it like a like a wait so that was with my hands let me try again <laughs> i love that i love like the little ps you know a little ps at the end like <laughs> is this good content or what i mean am i making your work day better oh i love shit i love everything i love i don't love everything but um Another thing that I do in my life that I want to share, I my my friend Derry and I, my friend Derry is one of my favorite people in the world, and she she always tells me what the latest like YouTube clips are, like the funny ones, and we love bloopers, we love news anchor bloopers. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things, like when the news reporter has no idea that the mic's still on, and then they start yelling at an assistant, like "What the fuck are you doing?" And then she realizes she's on air, and she's like, "I." Uh, Deeply apologize for the language I just used. And you have to watch her try to save her job. And it's like, it's like you feel bad because we all fuck up. And that's why it's funny watching others fuck up. Because it's like, oh, I'm not alone in that. Like, there's something very comforting in that. Anyway, we were watching this news clip. Oh, my God. And this star, this shining star from Ireland, this weather woman from Ireland was a part of this news uh, news anchor blooper reel and this this is she was ill ill placed in this uh series this montage of bloopers because this is not a blooper but her name is Teresa Mannion and you might have heard of her she was reporting live this I don't know how many years ago this is a lot of people have, have seen this clip according to the numbers on YouTube but uh she was reporting live from Galway which is in Ireland on a storm called Storm Desmond for this local news station and it it wasn't a blooper as much as it was so much passion so at the beginning of her news report the part that was in this blooper reel that I watched was the heightened her at her most heightened passion but so obviously you girl did some research and I was like I want to see the rest of this news report and just see this arc and I'm going to play for you <laughs> for this is the first segment it's like two minutes long, and and it's and it's her initial report on Storm Desmond. Nothing out of the ordinary, but but first of all, Irish people have a a way with words that is truly beautiful. It's like it's like what do you guys think before you talk? The fuck? It's very that's a new concept for me and a lot of Americans. Um, but I think it's beautiful and it's poetic. And so this is the initial report before shit gets crazy. And she, you know, anytime anybody reports on a hurricane or a storm, it's just like, guys. Tales old as time. You know, you look like you're getting dick slapped by rain in the face. You look like you're, you're like your mascara's running, your hair's wet, and you're about to blow over. And it's like you could have just reported this from inside and then just gave us a clip, like film it through a window. I don't the poor reporters. Anyway, this is Teresa Mannion uh, initially reporting on Storm Desmond. Returning now to our top story, a red red weather alert remains in place in the west and northwest as Storm Desmond crosses the country. Well, we can now go over to Teresa Mannion now in Galway. Teresa, uh, Teresa, the west coast is bearing the brunt of this storm. Absolutely, Angus. Soaking wet. Storm 
Desmond is still very much making its presence felt in the west, the northwest and the so south of the country. Um, there is a red alert warning still in place until 3am and we have to heed the safety message from Gardaí and, ca- and the councils. Don't make journeys so unless upset. absolutely necessary in these treacherous weather conditions. So what about road conditions along the west coast? Well, Ingus, we're hearing that uh, road conditions in different Angus? parts of the country are treacherous tonight. We know that the Glenfay to Tarman Road in Donegal is completely impassable. We also reported the N59 from Ballinat to Belmullet, totally impassable tonight and most likely tomorrow as well. That means that the town of Cross Malina is effectively cut off. There is no power in Sounds the like town vagina. Apart from a portable lighting system set up by Mayo County Council in the centre of the town to allow people use some borrowed light if necessary, a lot of homes have been flooded, businesses are closed, and for mass goers, services, all services have been cancelled tomorrow. News coming in of, of flooding in Bandon. That's right, Angus. We're hearing that the River Bandon has started to flood the town centre in Cork. A very live situation unfolding there. The army are present, council staff and army are beginning to, are sandbagging the town there. So we'll be watching for developments. Cross Malina and Bandon are just two of the many towns and villages around the west, the northwest and the south of the country, all experiencing the full impact of Storm Desmond. So once again, Angus, I think the message tonight is safety at all costs. Don't make journeys unless absolutely necessary. Don't take risks on treacherous roads. Stay in, stay warm if you can. And likewise, time for you to get in now out of that rain. Thank you, Teresa. Oh, thank you. You're going to let me inside. Wow. She really wanted to go inside. She it, she was wet. So So that's the initial report. And then, you know, it's a news thing. So they go, they keep, you know, checking in with her. <laughs> they keep checking in with her. And this is when shit hits the fan. She's getting pissed. People are still making unnecessary journeys. And, oh, God, here we go. Don't make unnecessary journeys. Don't take risks on treacherous roads. And don't swim in the sea. Incredibly, people have been spotted in the water here in Black Rock and Salt Hill, both today and yesterday. Galway City Council say their actions are idiotic. Not only are they putting their lives in danger, but it is unacceptable and unforgivable to put the lives of people in the rescue service. Services are dangerous as well. Okay, Tracy, we'll leave it there and let you go. Thank you. Oh my God. Don't make unnecessary journeys. If we could all speak with that amount of passion in our lives. I just, I love this woman and I wanted to spread the joy that I feel when I watch her report on Storm Desmond to you. And then, of course, it's the fucking internet. So a lot of motherfuckers made remixes of her. Doing this weather report, it went super viral. This weather report because she's just so passionate. She's so passionate, and 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 this is a great remix that I came across. Yes, Una, I'm coming to you from a very wet, very windy salt hill prom. The gales are still blowing in off the Atlantic Ocean here, but really, this is all about 
the rain, all about the rain, all about the rain, all about the all about the all about the rain. Come on, repeat the advice, all the come on, repeat the advice, all the Gardy, 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 Gardy. Now that's talk about creativity. Combining two previously mutual exclusive things, EDM and Teresa Mannion reporting on Storm Desmond. And let me tell you something. It's beautiful. This person on YouTube was not the only person to combine those two things, but they were the only person to do it in the way that they did because all of our brains are unique because we are unique, you guys. We are unique. Even if you don't feel like it, you are. So like, get with that. Sorry for yelling. I don't apologize less. Um, all right, I want to end this episode with a story. It's story time, kids. It's story time. So pour yourself a cup of hot cocoa with some milk. But if milk makes you fart, use almond. Use water. Okay. So I have. Sometimes my life is my life's fucking. It's a wild ride. Which, you know, a lot of people's lives are. I feel like some weird shit happens to me. I feel like more than other people, but I'm only me. So what the fuck do I know? But I want to tell, I want to, I want to tell a story about, about a time, about a Christmas <clears throat> and, and what, what came from that Christmas. Uh, so, so my mom, one of my favorite people in the world, angel of a woman, if you say anything negative about her, I'll fucking punch you in the face. Um, who I love very much. She was adopted. And a couple years ago for Christmas, I think it was two years ago. Maybe it was last year. It was one or two years ago. What is time? You know, it's made up. That's what it is. Creativity. A couple years ago, I got everybody in my family 23andMe DNA test kits. Because I was like, you know, you, you, get, you ask for a gift card at Outback Steakhouse fucking five years in a row. I, I, I want to get creative with gifts. Corinne Fisher actually taught me that about the importance, not the important, I mean, it is important, but it's also like, what a nice, thoughtful, great thing to do for somebody you love. Like being being really thoughtful with a gift means a lot because, and, and if you don't understand that, you will when somebody gives you a very thoughtful gift. Like a lot of times, Corinne taught me this, like if somebody mentions something cool that they like or that they've always wanted to do or that they wanted to buy or something in passing and it's somebody I'm close with that I would buy a present for at one point in their life, I write it down on my phone and then when Christmas rolls around to their birthday or a time to get them a present or whatever, I get it for them and they're like, holy shit, I said that in passing when we was on the bus. And then you remembered, like thoughtful. It's nice to be thoughtful. Anyway, uh, these gifts, I wouldn't say were thoughtful. I was just trying to get creative. And my mom was adopted. And I was like, let's find out some of our history. Just kidding. History. Because that's the way the word is. 
it's not the way I like it, but it is. <clears throat> and so we got, I, I opted for 23andMe because I was like, I don't fucking know. Um, and 23andMe allows you to do both your ancestry, so where you come from, your ethnic background, and your health reports. And I, so I gave them to members of my family, my parents, I think I gave one to my brother, and they didn't really, they didn't seem to like give a shit. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll spit in the goddamn tube then. I'll spit, fine. I'll spit in the tube. If y'all don't care because you're busy with other shit, I'll spit in the tube. Merry Christmas, Christina. I spit in the tube. You, you, they they send, it's like this little box. It's I think it's 99 bucks or it was at the time. And maybe it's like 129 if you want both of those reports, genetic and health. And I got both because I was like, I'm curious. And so I spit in this tube and about, I don't know, a week and a half later, I downloaded the app on my phone and... I got a little message. It was like, bling. And it's like, oh, your, your, your shit's in. Your shit's in, Christina. Get ready to find out what you are. And, you know, in my head, I was as I was opening the app waiting for it to load, I just I was like, not white, not white, not white. Come on, not white. Let's go, not white. Um, and so I opened it, and, and I got my ancestral report. And you girls, an Ashkenazi, a Jew. Which I was like, okay, I'll fucking take it. I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. Rosh Hashanah Laheim. Get those little hats for me, even though I'm not a boy. I don't know much about the culture, and I really apologize for those stereotypical things I just blurted out. However, I have, I do have a menorah, and I have a zuzza. Um, oof, can't say that word. Azusa, zuzza. Again, is research going into this? N- no. Um, the thing you put on the outside of your door with the prayer, and you're probably yelling at me right now what it is. And honestly, that makes me happy because I can't hear you. But I appreciate your passion. I remember, I'll remember what it is eventually. It doesn't matter. You don't need to message me or tweet me. I'll, I have it in my, I didn't hang it up yet. Anyway, uh, Corinne, Corinne, talk about a thoughtful present. When I found out I was Jewish, she's Jewish too. She got me all this Jewish stuff. And I could say Jew stuff because I'm Jewish. So, and I, I don't know who can say Jew and who can't. I don't know if anybody can't. I don't really care. But and one else thing I learned is like, some people hate Jews. Very racist. Um, uh, just, you know, like reading the news. Anyway, I'm Ashkenazi Jewish, which is, that's pretty cool. And then they, the app gave me, they're like, oh, learn about your heritage. I'm like, okay. And then they gave me, they gave me three holiday treat recipes. Jewish people have a lot of holidays, which is very fun. And I've always liked the Jewish religion. I never grew up religious. Always liked the Jewish religion only because... Um, my, it's not like my parents were anti-religious by any means. They were just like, I don't have time for this shit. And I would ask them like, but who's Jesus? And they're like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. And I'm like, well, who's Mary? And how can you have a baby if you didn't have sex? And they're like, I don't, dude, go read up. Go, go play in the woods. <clears throat> and they meant that with love. There was woods in my backyard that we built a fort in. Anyway, um, so, so I learned that I'm Jewish and this app gave me, they give you three recipes for Jewish holiday foods and I purposely did not look up how to pronounce these words um, because I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best to say them and it's not going to be right, um, but I'm going to try just to see what 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 it comes out as. The three treats are as followed. <laughs> oh, God. Hamatanchin, which is triangular jelly. <laughs> Teeglach, T-E-I-G-L-A-C-H. It's like chunks of dough. And again, there's more to these recipes. And you're probably yelling at me right now so hard. You're like, that's not how you say it, dumbass. And I know. 
Okay. And then the last one it said was Sufganiyat. And how is that? It's S-U-F-G-A-N-I-Y-O-T. That's not at all how you say it. But man, it, it looks like a toddler stepped on a keyboard. And that's, I'm not, this isn't a podcast where I'm like PC, but I'm not trying not to be a dick. But anyway, so I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. That's pretty cool. And then it gives you your health facts. This fucking app, man. It basically every time, so I, I learned the Jewish thing and I was like, cool. And I told my parents and they're like, cool. And then, uh, and then it, every time I opened the app after that, it just told me a new way that I'm going to die, basically. And it gives you health, like all of these diseases that you might get that you're like really highly likely to get, if any. But there was some for me. Um, and then, okay, so it gives you health facts about yourself. This is not a confidence boosting app, by the way. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Christina. You're a fat fuck. Um, okay, so health facts. Muscle composition. This is exa- I'm reading verbatim off of the app, okay? Under muscle composition for my reports. Studies have found that almost all elite power athletes, including sprinters, throwers, and jumpers, have a specific genetic variant in a gene related to muscle composition. Christina, you not have the same genetic variants as these elite athletes. Cool. Thanks, 23andMe. Merry Christmas. You could have you just not said that. It's like, how do I... You don't think I know that I'm not an elite athlete? And you got to be like, by the way, Christina, in case you were wondering, you are not an Olympian sprinter. Oh, Fuck. Fuck me. Fuck this shit. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <clears throat> okay, here's a sec. another section. Again, I'm reading verbatim from 23andMe. Merry Christmas, 23andMe. Type 2 diabetes. <laughs> In type 2 diabetes, because it's trying to educate you, which, you know, cool. In type 2 diabetes, sugar builds up in the blood, which over time can lead to complications like heart disease and stroke. Excess weight and physical inactivity are important factors, but genetics also play an important role. Christina, your genetics are associated with a typical likelihood of developing type 2 diabetes. Cool. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, Mom and Dad. I just want to be creative with my present. Merry Christmas. These are all the ways you're going to die, Mom and Dad. Well, they didn't do the fucking thing. I was the only one who did. I'm like, honestly, save yourself. Oh, here's another one. Age-related macular degeneration. Age-related macular degeneration is the most common cause of irreversible vision loss among older adults. The disease results in damage to the central part of the retina, impairing vision needed for reading, driving, or even recognizing faces. This test includes the two most common variants associated with an increased development. Wait, with a <laughs> rewind. This test includes the two most common variants associated with an increased risk of developing the condition. Drumroll, please. Christina, you have both of the genetic variants we tested. Merry Christmas, you're gonna go blind and don't eat that cookie cause you're gonna get diabetes. <laughs> A very Merry Christmas indeed, Scrooge. They should call this app Scrooge and Scrooge. 
Merry Christmas, Scrooge. Oh, and Happy Hanukkah now, I gotta say that. Because I'm Jewish. And so I didn't go on this app for a really long time. Because I was like, yeah, I'm good, you know? Cool. The juice thing was really cool. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. And then about a month ago, I... I got a, uh, an email. I was I get emails from the app. I should have like unchecked. I gotta uns I gotta unsubscribe from all these emails lists. They always put it at the bottom of the email, in like Mandarin, in the negative font. It's like not Mandarin, but like you know what I mean. They really don't want you to. They really want to make it hard for you, and that pisses me off so much to the point where even if I like the thing, I want to unsubscribe because that's such a dick move. Okay, if I want to do something, don't put hurdles. It, you know what I mean? Even if it's a very simple, non-invasive thing like getting an e-blast. So I get these, I, I'll get these emails from them and it's like, hey, we tested like another thing. And I'm like, cool. You know what? I'm good for now. Thank you. Um, I, I really don't want to know anything else. <laughs> I'm so good. Um, and I already know about like the government's like stealing like your genetic shit and then health insurance is going to kill whatever, like going to like pull it against you. There's all these bad things about doing these apps. Um, these genetic testing apps, but there are boxes you could check on the app that says, like, I do not consent to my information being shared. Even though I'm, like, sharing with you guys, but, like, I'm consenting because, like, it's fucking me. I'm going to get diabetes and go blind. Cool! Anyway, get these emails from this app, and I got an email about a month ago, and I usually just don't even fucking read the subject of the email because I'm like, it's they're going to tell me, mm, my foot's going to fall off, now I can't fucking blade. Like, I don't want to know that. I'd rather it just happen, and then instead of live, I'm a, a very scared person, I'm scared, but I'm not. It's weird. But like, I don't want to, don't give me one more fucking thing to worry about. So I, but I, I caught a glimpse of the subject line. It's like, oh, this user sent you a message on the app. And I was like, message? The fuck? Is this, is this Twitter? This is not Instagram. Well, who the fuck sending me a message? I don't need another goddamn social media app in my life. I already know about my diabetes and my eyesight. Okay. I don't want to also people messaging me. Just a quick uh, editor's note before you hear this story, the parties involved are not aware that I'm telling it. This is a very weird situation. I want to tell this story because it's my story, but the people in it aren't aware that I'm blabbing about it on a podcast. So if you happen to know the people in this story, kindly uh, keep a lid on it. Thank you. I opened the app and I was like, who the fuck? And this is this message from, from this young woman. And she basically, actually, let me see if I can... I'm curious. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give any information about her. And if you're listening, don't worry. I'm not gonna say who you are. Or, that's terrible. What am I, a piece of shit? Well, I am predisposed for diabetes. Okay, wait. So, okay. I just. I wanna. I wanna see if I can verbatim read what she said to me because this is. This. Uh, okay. So this is the message that I get from this girl. And this is. I'm reading this verbatim. <laughs> hey, Christina. I know this is kind of weird, but it looks like we biologically share my dad. If you have any questions about him or health history or anything else, feel free to ask. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? This girl basically like, I'm your half sister. I'm like, wait, what? And it looked, I looked in the app and it said we share something like 26% DNA. And I had all these other messages in this message center from other people. And I'm not looking at them because I'm like, wait. What? <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit! My mom was adopted. I knew we knew she had siblings, but we didn't know. We knew one is alive. One of them is alive, and they look exactly alike. It's crazy. Um, but I'm like, oh, it's got to be like a cousin or something. 
or an aunt, something, because that would be like a lot of, we would share DNA. And it makes a lot of sense that I wouldn't know who this person is. So maybe like my mom has a brother or whatever the fuck. But this, obviously this girl is like, we are related. And I looked at the profile and it compared us because I don't know how the fuck I opted to share my shit. I really didn't think I did, but I guess I did. And this, so it basically allowed anybody who was related to me to contact me. You know what? I probably purposely clicked that because I'm like, yeah, if someone's related to me, I want to know who they are for the mere fact of like, maybe my mom has siblings out there that we don't know are alive. And that's so fucking cool. So and she's telling me that we share a dad. And I was like, yeah. Okay. And I was like, okay. 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 There's a mix up, but okay. Like, I'm like, maybe I was asking her, where are you from? What's like, cause I'm like, this is so wild. And you know, whenever anything potentially earth shattering happens to a person who does stand up comedy, a person who's funny for a living, uh, we'll film it in case it's like hilarious, no matter how earth shattering it is, we'll film it. And, um, so anyway, so I, I so I go. I'm like, I'm gonna call my mom later because I was out on the town doing spots, and I was, and I started talking about it on stage, and I was like, yeah, I just got this uh, message from uh, apparently a relative of mine that I don't know about, and so I went home and I was like, I'm gonna call my mom, and I put, I took my iPad out, and I put it on video, and I taped it, and I put my mom on speakerphone, and uh, and the first, the first thing out of my mouth, I go, hey mom, this is a weird question, but but dad's my real dad, right? And she goes, well, and I was like, oh, word, oh, word. Wait, what'd you say? Well, that was, you didn't say yes. You didn't say, wait, what? She's, (laughs) she goes, I didn't want to have this conversation with you over the phone. This is not a conversation that I envisioned having with you let alone over the phone. This is not the way I wanted to do this. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop right now. Thank you very much. What'd you fucking say? I don't curse at my mom like that. Uh, I asked, wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> What's fucking, what the fuck? And she proceeds to tell me that when my parents were trying to conceive me, I have an older brother, eight years older than me. My parents had tried to have a lot of kids, well, try to have a kid again in between because there's a big gap, there's a big age gap between my brother and I. My mom had miscarriages, which is very co- it's very common for a woman to have a miscarriage. Um, but then when they were trying to conceive me, my dad had had testicular cancer. And I guess the radiation fucked up his sperm, which makes sense. And so she really wanted to have another kid. And she asked my dad, I guess they found out in some way that it was from the radiation. She asked my dad if she could if he would be okay with a sperm donor and and he said yes but I'd rather not say anything to her about it because I don't want her to ever look at me differently and let me tell you something about my father one of no the best man I have ever met I'm truly to the point where like my brother and I my big brother and I will we'll just act like you know we talk on the phone we don't talk on the phone that much but um when we do and you know we talk about the holidays and our family and stuff like we'll just talk about how great our dad is he's just such a great man he's a great man and I'm and I and I always have felt honored to call him my father I'm very proud to be his daughter and but he's you know he when he was 18 he was drafted into the military and he's has a sternness about him but he's soft on the inside but he's not emotional he's not a very emotional man but he he really is such a great father and um 
and and but he so he said yeah he said yeah and uh <laughs> and that I can't I don't look I don't have a dick but I can't imagine that decision being an easy one for a man to make and 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 I mean I've had these home videos of me as a little kid my parents were obsessed with me I was so fucking cute by the way like honestly I don't mean to brag but like I was one of the cutest kids I've ever seen and I, I truly feel that way uh I just do it's just a fact of life um and my dad I mean there's so many videos of my dad just adoring me adoring me and th- and now that I know that I wasn't his like you know that make that I'm like damn dad you wow you loved me regardless of that and not you know I just it's just have you ever had someone tell you something have you ever learned a fact that brought you to your knees I'm and I'm took I'm talking like takes the breath out of you knocks all the air in your body into outer space and you can't even move and I fucking videotaped this phone conversation because that's not how I thought it was going to go. And and and, and I, I was like, what the fuck? And my mom was like, yeah, you know, my your, your dad didn't want me to tell you. So I felt like I was hiding this secret from you your whole life. But I wanted you so bad that I, I said, OK, if you don't want her to know, then she doesn't know. But, you know, I, I brought it up to him a couple of times. He was hesitant. And so we kind of just left the conversation and then but I said, you know, if she asks me about this, I'm not going to lie to her. And I'm like, Mom, were you shitting your pants when I was just handing out 23 me DNA kits like a fucking blackjack dealer in Vegas? Like Oprah with her cars? Except less exciting? Like, were you shitting your pants? How are you not freaking out? And I just just went above my head. I didn't I, I'm, I'm I would like to think I'm pick up on shit. But I don't, I, that I missed because, you know, you're not going to assume that. So she said I, she wouldn't lie to me. If, and I was like, OK, 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 this is going to be we're going to be fine. We're going to be good. And my mom's like, Christina, stop acting like everything's fine. And it's going to be OK. You do this is the thing you do. And then you brush it under the rug and then you explode. And you're like, why am I like this? And I'm like, you're not wrong, ma. I just it's just it's not it's here's the thing. It's not a good or bad thing. It's just fucking nuts. Fuck 23 and me, man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I just took a DNA test. Turns out uh, someone got some splaining to do. Yo, this, this, I mean, I still, the shock has worn off a little, but like, wow. (sighs) I mean, what do you? What shelf do you put that on? Where do you put that? Where do you? Where do you put that? I can You know when, like, when you're using like a public restroom and it's like a single stall, and then and, and I guess you you forgot to lock the door, but you didn't realize it, and then someone walks in and you're like putting a tampon in, and you're just speechless. Like that's one of the few times in my life that I'm speechless is when someone walks in on me in a public restroom. It doesn't. I don't have to be doing anything. I could just be on the toilet. But you're like, oh, what, oh, what? no! Like you get, you're trying to look for words. You can't, your body's like, like it's like you can't really form anything. But you're like, no, don't come in here, I'm pooping or whatever. Um, <laughs> that I've just I've never been so speechless in my life, and so, and so. I've just been, you know, trying to process that. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. 
This is not the last curveball that life is going to throw at me. It might be the biggest, maybe, but maybe not. You don't know. And I'm a person, I have a lot of anxiety. I'm scared a lot and I overanalyze everything. And not only did learning about this make me love my parents more and respect them, respect my father. I'm so proud of the man my father is, but I I love him more for this like I, <laughs> and and my mom didn't tell a goddamn soul because my dad didn't want her to and she felt so guilty about lying to her kid her whole life because like the only like not the only thing but one of the main goals my mom has had in her life since she was a teenager was to she just wanted to be a great mom and and she, this guilt from not telling me this thing has been I guess over her head and in these little instances like oh my god my brother I can't believe my brother used to joke with me when I was like five six seven years old that I was the mailman's baby because I just didn't look like anybody in my family it, I didn't look I didn't stick out like a sore thumb like that bad but I didn't look I you, you look at my brother and you're like oh yeah that makes sense but you look at me and you're like wait what and and I'm like mom when DJ was making those jokes I mean he didn't fucking know but I'm like <laughs> What what was were you shitting on the floor? She's you know, and, and I, I mean the stress, like the stress that you care. Uh, it's just fucking crazy, you guys. This is it's crazy, but it's not gonna be the last crazy thing that happens to me in my life. And and oddly enough, it has taught me to just surrender the need to control everything around me and analyze everything because yo, you don't know, man. You don't know. You try just trying to make Christmas a little creative this year and then uh-oh. What? And then I and then I <laughs> fucking life is so strange. The woman who had messaged me who's my half sister technically. I met her for the first time at DragCon cuz I was with Corinne and we went to DragCon and we both she had a blue wig, I had a green wig. I had these like like uh 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 shiny white knee-high boots and a slutty little skirt and I say slutty lovingly and a fucking shirt with a cape on it and Corinne was like in her underwear with like see-through pants and fucking like looking and and I and I follow this girl on Instagram now because I asked her I was like is this weird to do that and she's like no I don't care and I was like okay and then I said I was going to this thing and she's like I'm gonna I'm gonna be there so maybe I'll see you and I was like okay oh god and this was like a two weeks ago or whatever it wasn't that it just, it and it and we met and and I was curious. I'm like, do I look like this person? <laughs> like that's so fucking weird. Um. And and we and I die. I don't think I'm making this up, but like I looked down. She, we were different, like body shapes and heights and 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 different hair. We don't really look alike, but I kind of can see some stuff. But I can't tell if I'm making it up. But I looked down at her arm and it looked as though she had the exact same freckle pattern on her arm. Like I have a shitload of like moly freckle things on my arm. Like a very con and it's very condensed around my elbow. And it kind of seemed looked like she had the same thing, but I'm like maybe I'm pulling that out of my ass. <sighs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Christina. And I just, the story is, it, it, it's fucking so crazy. And, and I don't know. I've always struggled with, with my sense of self as a kid and, and as a kid and, and, and as an adult. And it's very scary as an adult to struggle with your sense of self because you're like, I'm 31. I should be good at this right now. But like, I'm, I'm not. And, uh, and struggling with the need to control everything. I, I was a weird kid, man. I was very sweet. I was very overly eager to please. But I, like, I never put my own feelings 
first or even thought to think about how I felt as a kid. And that, that's due to various circumstances. And partially, it's just me. It's my personality. Like, I'm a Pisces. Like, I'm a first-day Pisces. So, like, there's some insight. But... um and and I'm I'm seeing this therapist who right now who who she specializes a lot in trauma, which is something that the majority of the population has experienced some type of childhood trauma, something traumatic. It could be if 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 your parents split up when you were a kid, if screaming, crazy screaming, if that went on in your household, if a, if a family member uh, went to jail while you were living in that household, that is considered traumatic because going somewhere and you don't know what's happening to them and you don't know. There's a lot of shit that'll fuck you up, and and I and I and I got a little fucked up, you know, and um. And my therapist threw out this metaphor to me that it makes so much sense to me. She's like, most people walk around life with that. We got two antennas. okay, and one of them's pointed outward. And that's where we focus. You know, that's the antenna that picks up on, you know, is there any danger in the area? Uh, How are other people feeling? What are other people thinking about me? What are other people doing? And then and then one antenna is pointed inwards. What am I feeling? What am I doing? How do I look at life? What do I think? And and somewhere along the line early on in my life, I, I had for various circumstances and reasons, I, I both of my antennas are pointed outward. Both of them were pointed outward. So I have been my whole life so fucking hyper aware of what people are feeling and thinking and what's the possible outside dangers of the world and all this fucking shit. And 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 um, I don't really know where I'm going, going with this, but uh, I, I'm in the process of, of creating like a of, of, of bending one of the antennas back to me. Because I, I feel lost a lot, but I'm, I'm closer to feeling. I, you know what my goal is? And if you don't have this feeling in your life, I encourage you to seek it out through whatever means you think. But like, I want to feel at home with myself alone. I'm, I'm, I'm single. I live alone. I don't have a dog. I don't have, I don't have a pet. I don't have kids. It's just, it's just me. And, and that's really good for me because I need to learn how to create like the stable home base for myself. And that way, whatever the fuck life throws at me, I can handle it. And, and this news came to me at a time where I could I could handle it um which is great so you know it's life is hard I don't know if you caught on to that but life is life is hard it's not easy it's it can be very beautiful and very rewarding and very fun um but, you know, it's hard. And, but whatever the fuck you're going through, and this is something that I've garnered from talking to people and doing Guys We Fucked, which is available exclusively on Luminary. It's very good. I'm very proud of it. Please listen to it. Um, doing Guys We Fucked and hearing from people all over the world and touring all over the world and hearing, like, people tell me, I can only masturbate to videos of women giving birth. And I'm like, wait, what? And then you read that email on a podcast and then eight people email you like, oh, my God, I can only masturbate to videos of women giving birth. And you're like, wait, what? And these are all women, by the way, not men who are masturbating to this, that wrote us. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Whatever weird fuck thing you have, you're not alone. And 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 life is weird, man. Life is so weird. But you got to be the best you you can be. And you got this. And you chase your dreams. If you have a dream, do it. Go get a pair of rollerblades and be a part of Babes on Blades Club. I do have a budget for this podcast. I do. And I just decided right now in this moment, if you're listening to this and you really want to join Babes on Blades, because again, rollerblading is so fun. But, you know, you got to get good at it before you do the weed and the and the, and the the dancing. Please be careful. Do helmets and knee pads and all that shit. But if, if you want to be in Babes on Blades and you have a place to roll a bit, but you can't afford rollerblades, um, email me. Email me 
the first three people to do this, I will buy you rollerblades. The the email address, I made an email address for this podcast. It's called the voices in our heads podcast at gmail.com. Just so I can like separate all this shit. Um, email me, email me. Uh, I bought my rollerblades on Amazon. I fucking love them. Go on Amazon, pick out a pair of rollerblades, email me the link to the rollerblades you want, your name, and your mailing, whatever fuck address to send them to. And the first three people to do this, put the in the subject line like babes on blades. Um, the first three people to do this, uh, you get a pair of rollerblades. And if you join Babes on Blades, take a picture of it and tag to put, hashtag it. Oh, she hashtag it. Babes on Blades. What do you, what's she hashtag it? Babes on Blades Club? Babes on Blades? Babes on Blades Club. Okay, and I'll repost it on my social media, which is Christina Hutch, K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A. Christina, why is your name spelled so weird? I don't know. I'll, one time my mom met a woman once and was like, hey, you're going to name your kid Christina? You should spell it K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A. And my mom was like, okay. And then that's that story. Um, but post Babes on Blades Club and I'll, I'll, I'll repost it so we can all see our fellow bladers in your beautiful babe fucking glory. You can also email me Fuckboy Friday screenshots if you got them for longer conversations. Um, again, the Voices in Our Heads podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on social media, Christina Hutch. Christina Hutchinson is where uh, you can get all my touring dates and shit. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have um, our, uh, uh, our associate producer, Emily, shout out Emily Rogers, um, make a tab on my website. I haven't told her this yet, but I'm going to, about like all the references for each episode. So the documentary I talked about, the music in the episode. Oh my God, speaking of the song at the beginning that's going to be playing at the beginning of every podcast, I fucking sang it, dude. I sang it. Yeah, I sing. Shut up. Um, and I wrote the lyrics and I wanted to thank the three very talented musician gentlemen who helped out to make that song. Uh, Colin Smith, Julian Villard, and Dan Krissa. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, K-R-Y-S-A. It's like, oh, kind of me. Um, and a shout out to our producer, Mike Coscarelli. And when I say our, I mean all of ours. Your producer that's listening because you're a part of this. We're all part of this. And shout out to my comedy wife, Corinne Fisher, for reminding me that I got this. All right, guys. This has been the first episode of The Voices in Our Heads. <laughs> I hope you like it. Uh, this is probably going to evolve and grow and change 8,000 different times because I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm figuring it out as I go. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Be a babe on a blade and love yourself. Love yourself.